Welcome to Rice is Rice, a podcast where we talk about the British East Asian experience in all things Asian and not. I'm Jem. I'm Connor. I have a key. Sorry, we have the <laughs> Why did you do such a like a cheesy <laughs> point? You did like gun fingers <laughs> point. We had the camera back this week, so I was like, I'm gonna acknowledge it's there. <laughs> for who? <laughs> I don't know for our many viewers, obviously. <laughs> All right. Um, Welcome back, guys. <laughs> I'm Akina, and I'm not not attracted to other Asian men. Wait, wait. Let me figure this out. You're not. Not so you are attracted. You are. To yes. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I was about to be like, <laughs> but I feel like with an Asian. But I feel like I should frame it in that way. Not not attracted because, oh, because a lot of Asian women. Well, it's said. I've seen this as a trend. Mm. Um, a lot of Asian women try not to date Asian men because it, there's this dumb, and I think it comes from a place of like self hate. Some something of like a, a absorbed racism um and safe self-hate where they're like um i don't want to date asian men and the reason that they always say is like because i feel like i'm dating my brother i've seen that repeated a lot i've got a comment on this all right say it um uh i'm dating a white guy uh i've always really dated non-asians um and i would say that i the reason why i would rather date someone who's not asian is isn't because like, i don't really care about whether they're like my brother like oh, that sounds kind of weird it's not that like i <laughs> am attracted like physically i think like yeah but my mindset is that i don't think i could at, at least with filipinos i just don't i know kind of like the thinking of how like a lot of filipino guys have this whole ego thing where i have to protect the girl like that traditional like so, filipino mindset and i'm like i can't deal with that because i feel like i'm not a typical filipino girl and a lot of filipino guys want to date typical filipino girls who are like oh baby do you think it's because you I'm know just, like it might be because of the the guys i know i would just think like i don't think i could be in a full long-term relationship yeah. with mm-hmm. any of them like you know like i've like spoken mm-hmm. to filipino guys before um what's that <laughs> spoken you know, like spoke, spoken not just like speaking like, like spoken like, like spoken. You've been, you've been like with a name no i wouldn't call it courted but like <laughs> i had the texty texty thing um with them and like there it was fine it was great and it's like fun and i i enjoyed it just the same as i've enjoyed texting white guys but i just think personality wise i couldn't you. like do you think it's because you're too you're so familiar with that attitude in those people and stuff that you know the ins and outs of every negative aspect? Yeah, I just don't like think I'm other, prepared yeah, with it. Yeah, with other cultures, obviously you don't know them as well, so you won't know all these negative things. But because it's your own culture, uh, yeah, yeah, you're like, I think that's probably it. I hate. Yeah, how I just they do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what you concentrate on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know in the past my definite ideal type was not that I was like I like white guys and that's something that's firm in my mind. Mm-hmm. It's always been kind of like an unspoken rule that like white guys are really attractive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like this was during like late teenage days. Mm-hmm. That's what what in my mind was. Yeah, what to constituted be honest, as an attractive guy. It was I always, always imagined you'd be with a white guy. Some template of a white guy. You were what? Yeah. I always thought she'd be with a white guy. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. From from when we were in mm. teens and everyone who you fancied. Like, you never even liked any of the Filipino guys in no. that area. Me and Ash did. Yeah. Like so I was like, oh, she's not into white. Environmental. Uh, English. Uh, 
Asian it guys. may also be environmental because, because I, where we grew up because i yeah. was like mainly attracted to white girls growing up and then like as i um <laughs> went out and out what? and you fell in love with a kino <laughs> Shut up. and then like growing up as i went out and out into london in all these more diverse areas i'm like oh white girls ain't shit <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding white girls don't some white girls are the shit yeah not all of you obviously <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are oh <laughs> uh, okay uh, yeah yeah, yeah but I, yeah. I just feel like that's a stereotype that i've come to realize i'm not sure it's a stereotype i think it's just a trend i think it's just a cultural trend it's a it's a that. like um how everything's so systematically racist against Against Asian men, they're so demasculated. Demasculated? Demasculated. Is that a word? I don't know whether... With Filipinos, I feel like a lot of Filipino girls always still end up with Filipino... Like, they like No, yeah. I'm not saying that... It's a general rule. Asian women never like Asian men. It just seems to be a trend. It's a trend that's, like, kind of problematic. Because it doesn't help the, like problems they're in within asian dating it may be changing more nowadays with with stars like henry golding um and and asian men are do you find henry golding as a type yeah i think he's a good looking guy i don't think he's that great of an actor but like he's not an actor that's why he's a good looking i just saw gentleman though to be fair he's starting out so he is he's new yeah he's he's pretty to look at though yeah i think i think i think he has the capacity to get like a decent actor Mm. yeah Anyway, that was a pretty long intro for us. Yeah, that was. Um, well, today's specials are Unbelievable, the Netflix series Parasite by Bong Joon-ho and Okafina. You want to kick us off with Okafina? Okafina. Um, yeah, I will k- kick us off um, with, with this. I'm a veg. Like an operatic ballad, <laughs> yo veg Like grandpa's cabbage in my veg Effortless, yo veg Post ads on Craigslist <laughs> You know what? The first time I watched that video and listened to that song I was genuinely inspired <laughs> Like not like in a funny way I know it's like a pretty yeah. silly video But I was like, oh Asian women are the best Look how inspired and like <laughs> capable we are My yeah. badge is like the best <laughs> So, uh, I chose Okafina for today's specials because she made history the last week, yeah, in the last week, being the first Asian, I think it's any Asian descent actress to win the comedy, I hate this, the comedy slash musical actress, leading actress award in the Golden Globes. You know, that really surprised me, first of all, why comedy and musicals were put in the same, yeah, like, weird, as a slash, it? I, I don't, don't get it. I don't know why either. There's, um, there's a thing about it, there's probably articles on it, but I think it's so dumb. I don't um, get it. Because they, they just didn't different. know where to put musicals. They were like, all right, let's the have a comedy one. I don't it's feel separate. Like, you just keep yeah. it separate. But I don't feel no? like musicals are that popular to have. Oh, no, don't say that. It's so, no, no, no. Not popular with Zeitgeist. I mean, pop like releases. Okay. Yeah. You don't get that many musical releases a year to be no. like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Here's a musical. It's a separate. Yeah. And like, I wouldn't say like acting is like drama acting, comedic acting, musical acting. Because mm. musical is also either comedy or drama yeah, yeah so, that's true but whatever yeah so she's the first actress to win the um comedy musical golden globe um in this whole history wow. which is pretty amazing but obviously we know about 
we'll come to that. And she won that for the farewell. She won that for the farewell, which is everyone is surprised when they watch it. It's like, oh, this this is a comedy. Because mm. I thought it would be. I mean, I knew it would be funny at points because mm. the trailer it was like quirky, but it was like a comedy comedy. Mm. Which yeah. Oh, is it a comedy comedy? It was it's not, a, not like it's a, a strange type of comedy. Not not the type of comedy that you think straight away is like, haha, that's funny. It's like a uncomfortable type of comedy where you're so intensely sad mm. for the situation, but the situation is kind of so ridiculous that you have to laugh at it. Some things are okay. like that in life. Like you ever been through like a really sad point in your life, and you think about what's actually happening right now, and you're like, you know what, this is kind of funny. Like when yeah, you go past everything that you're upset about, yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, yeah. that's what the director said in our Q and A screening that we watched. Ooh, because we watched the farewell Ooh. way like oh, last I didn't. year. It was just you. Right? No, you oh, no, were no, there I as was well. There. It was a Sundance. <laughs> okay, I was there. I was there. Yeah, Sundance London. I'm forgetting. Yeah. Um, she was saying that when the actors, when they were filming it, they didn't realize, or they knew what they were filming. When they watched the f- finished product, they went up to her and was like, we were filming a comedy. This was a comedy. Because they didn't realize it was comedy. So mm. the comedy didn't come from like delivery or whatever. It came from, well, some of it came from delivery, but it came from more of the editing and kind of like how it's paced and all that together. Mm. Um, yeah, I just want to talk about Aquafina because she's great. She's uh, Her first film was like, only four years ago, maybe. What was her first film? Um, I think it was Neighbours yeah, 2. Yeah, that's the first thing. She was yeah. like one of the... Um, no Neighbours, the Zac Efron one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one, they had a sorority movie. Yeah, I'm trying to remember her. She was one yeah. of the sorority girls. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, then, it was a small role, yeah. but that was her first role. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, Crazy, Crazy Rich Asians came out. Brought her into the Yeah, she was like yeah. definitely... Her and Henry Golding were definitely like the breakout stars of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And then she did Ocean's A and then she was in Jumanji and she was in Farewell and, you know, it's... But the Farewell pretty amazing. could be more of a significant breakout because in Crazy Rich Asians and um, Ocean's A, drama. she kind of plays herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But Jumanji, she's pretty good as well. Is, really? that, is that the new Jumanji? The new Jumanji, she's in it because she's, she plays the game characters. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. she can't play herself. She has to play the people in real life. So she plays the the lip, the scrawny, the nerdy kid. Yeah. And then they switch bodies. And then she plays Danny DeVito. And she really does a really good Danny DeVito. She kind of sounds like Natasha Lyonne. Like, she just throws on, like, that, ha! Like, <laughs> Jewishy New York. Yeah. New York raspy, Jewishy. Yeah. yeah. Well, her voice is raspy anyway. Yeah. But, but her impression of Danny DeVito is, like, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's really good. I need to watch that. Um... Yeah, and then, like, obviously her music is amazing. She's, mm-hmm. like, she was in, um, I think technically the first film I saw her in was Bad Rap, which we watched it's on Netflix. Documentary, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not a bad documentary, but she is definitely one of the, like, stars of that. Because it, mm. it was made just before the casting was announced for Creator Rich Agents. How long was she, like, famous before she was, like, in the line? Like, in terms of her music? She was more like a YouTube, because she was, like, on Fung Bro stuff, and she was yeah. known in the oh, YouTube community. Oh, okay. Um, so she was known definitely amongst Asians, mm-hmm. but besides that, she's like probably as known as David Choi or someone, you know, someone like that. Like a YouTube oh, okay. yeah. I like feel very... She's not off on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I feel very profoundly proud of her in a weird way. Um, as if like, I know her personally. I think it's because she's tied to obviously like the Asian community, mm-hmm. although she's Asian American, like there's so many ties. Mm-hmm. To British Asians. Um, but also she's like 
I think she was born out of new media, being like a YouTube musician, and not too long ago, new media is kind of like well, it's not that serious. Yeah. You know, no mm-hmm. one can really be serious on YouTube or like yeah, no one can be famous. Stars. Famous, no one can be like respectably. It's not a real. It's yeah. like in between job until you get mm. something real. Um. So when at that point when she got her Golden Globes, I just felt so like. I felt recognized, which is I feel like the mm-hmm. most important thing for yeah. for like representation for people who haven't previously felt seen to feel seen. Also, she's like the same stature as you because she's short and got glasses. And yeah, very <laughs> like. Yeah, but I also love the thing that she said in her speech where she was like, "I told you to get a job, Dad." <laughs> yeah, I, I just love that. that so much, and it's it's what I wish I could say if I ever was on I was on a stage like that. Yeah, receiving an award like that. Yeah, um, because it wraps up everything that people don't believe in you. Yeah, I don't, I've never really listened to her music. I've seen some of the films that she's in. Her music is very. Um, she's got. She's got bars, you know. Mm. Her lyrics are very... They're pretty clever. Mm. Um, she mostly does comedy rap, but it's not like dumb comedy rap. It's just kind of funny lines. Um, the funniest one... I don't know. what What's the, the one where she had a conversation with herself? It's like, um, oh, do people yeah. think that I really own Tesla? Because I can't really afford a Tesla. I can drive <laughs> a like, 1999 I don't Ford. know what it's called, but I do It's called Ghost. It's, it's just a funny no, one. No, it's not. It's not. That's it's not, not Ghost. ghost. It's not Ghost? No, that's not Ghost. Oh. Ghost is where she talks about ghosting men oh, in her yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she that's like a... lists all these different type, different type of men, like the kind of man who's really into Yeezys, the kind of man who's like rich but like sleeps in a van and like <laughs> just uses his dad's money for like, like hippie, hippie stuff, hippie yeah, stuff, yeah. Um, the rich hippie. Yeah, and she just talks about, and then like, it's like people like business yuppies mm. who are like, I think because it's not filled, because she's not trying to play, she's not trying to front. Yeah. I mean, like according to Twitter, she is, but she's not trying to front um, with her work because she's got a TV series coming out soon. Oh, she? Yeah. And Comedy Central is called Nora from Queens. It's literally like a type of like a semi-biographical type mm-hmm. show. It looks hilarious, but it just looks like herself. But at the same time, because it's so honest, I think it'll be quite good, you know? Yeah. But th- these kind of things, like um, Aquafina winning a Golden Globe um, and, like, all the films that were made by women this year give me the, like, false hope that, like, women are becoming more recognized. You, we're seeing more achievements from women. Um, but, like, in the background, because, um, like, what we've seen recently, the BAFTA nominations, there's, like, no women nominated for things um then that's when you realize all right all these women are doing so many amazing things and being afforded these opportunities Mm. but they're still not recognized no that's that's the terrifying thing i think it's like i think women were there and we're doing stuff and doing great work at it but no one people still don't look at women the same way yeah they don't look at them as being equal to men yet to be like they oh, always... like she's doing just as well as him. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just. I think it's the positions of power, obviously, because like the more men you have in positions of power, the less women that they just don't. I don't know. It's just they kind of gravitate towards the other men or whatever, or they think women is like, oh, th- they just uh think. What was I saying? Oh yeah, sorry. They always just think other women <laughs> are like, um, oh, we just want to like, diversity award them, or you know, just like. 
Um, right, like you, there's a special award. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Women in business, there's a special award. There's a special oh, section for yeah. you, but you're not just like a person in yeah, business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be in the special bit where it's like women in business. It's commendable, that I mean, kind of thing. It, they are 75 cents of a person. Yeah, I mean, mm. even with the research I'm doing right now, which I was telling you about earlier, so I'm I'm doing an International Women's Day campaign for my work, and then after that, doing. I'm producing a few films of women in business and so like whilst i've been preparing for this i've been doing a whole load of research and reading all these reports and mainly to do with like women in business but reading some of the facts it's just like statistics yeah it's crazy and like i read that and it wasn't until 1988 in the u.s where women could take out a loan from a bank to start their own business late 80s and this one woman was saying that I couldn't get a loan until my 17-year-old son co-signed it with me. He's not old enough to vote. He's not old enough to drink. Yet his signature meant more than hers. And I was like, this is fucked up. Like, this is actually, like, so bad. And then, like, I kept reading into just other things that were just crazy. It was only in 1991 when marital rape was made a crime. Like... Yeah, so it was legal for your husband to rape you yes. up until yeah. the early 90s. It was just, it's just like constantly I'm reading all these things and I just don't, like, I can't even fathom in my head how that, like, how has it just been like 30 years ago? Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, it's not that long ago and mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. And people who kind of made those laws were like, kept to those rules mm-hmm. are still alive now mm-hmm. and they're probably the ones running these businesses and that's probably why well not even probably that is why women still are so like underrepresented in a- across all industries you just and need more positions of power that have women in it mm. for example detective work Jim. detective work. <laughs> that's oh. such a bait like <laughs> intro well you won't get there we were very close but you won't get there so you let it happen it. naturally Gem, what have you been watching lately I watched All in One Night. Um, <laughs> all in One Night? All in One Night. Me, Mum and Alex stayed up and watched really, this. I can't watch Two Carmen at night. It kind of freaks me out. But... Oh, just, uh, it was Christmas and we were You like, watched it during Christmas time, the not... happiest time of the year? Yes, because it's the... <laughs> Christmas time is a time of family bonding and how my family like to bond is watch those of different TV shows and movies. And so we started... My whole family started watching... Um, unbelievable and then because i think dad had worked the day before like or or that day do you he want fell to explain asleep. what the series what is talks unbelievable about? oh yes okay so unbelievable is a netflix series right now so i think it's like eight episodes long 10 episodes um and it is based on a true life um crime that happened in the u.s i can't remember what part of the u.s but yeah it was in the u.s um where um a series of rapes happened but it began with this one woman um, who was 18 and she was raped um, a man had she was asleep and a man had come into her housing basically she was a foster kid and she was at that stage where she was starting to come out of the system but mm-hmm. they were um, she was like in a in a home of other kids in the same situation where it was like dorms uh-huh. um, yeah so that transition stage and then so she was asleep a man had come in had blindfolded her and tied her hands um, with her laces and had raped her and and she could remember hearing and seeing like kind of the flash of like a camera the detectives were men and they were like none of the evidence adds up and because her story kept changing after that yeah so these women, other women get got raped in the same like handcuffed but because it was women detectives 
investigating they wouldn't stop until they found it Mm -hmm. and um they only found out that um she was raped by the same guy after they saw the photo of her on the rapist hard drive yeah and then they went back to the male detectives and were like she was telling the truth yourself yeah and then they had to like um apparently they never even apologized to her and she had to go to the station and be like i never got an apology um police tend not to apologize about things (laughs) yeah oh yeah (laughs) they just get put on and (laughs) paid leave yeah it was just it it, watching it was just it was a really it was really a really good show and the story was like oh my god this is incredible like incredible how these these detectives actually like didn't stop until they found this man but it was also like the most heartbreaking like horrible thing to see and to know that it it happened and that someone had to go through not like basically being told to lie about it because your story doesn't make Mm. sense you're in foster care like no one is going to ever believe you that is just horrible yeah yeah Yeah, it's interesting that um a very not recently let's just recently in in the recent years the conversations around sexual assault um towards women has really been building and building um and i'd like to hope that it's not going to be one of those things that people just talk about for ages um like the racial conflicts but nothing nothing solid actually is done because when you're talking about everything you're learning um with the woman in business project that that you're doing everything seems to happen behind the curtains like all these systematic things like the laws that are stopping women from like building a business or the laws that are stopping them from being believed when they get in front of a police uh, officer and say something terrible has happened to me all these like behind the scenes stuff all the strings being pulled are the things that that we're only just starting to see Mm. um because it's all the things that are like on stage like oh there's like diversity and inclusion now there's like uh, we want to hire more women now um there's these shows that make us believe that like progress is being made but until like you said people in power like women and people of color nothing's properly going to change you know yeah Yeah, i don't think i don't think anything will like, especially with the facts I've been reading, nothing's going to change until like another ninety years. Which Doesn't is it make you feel so hopeless? Hopeless? Yeah, yeah, it really does. It got to the stage, and so I'm I'm working on this campaign with um the head of marketing, whose whose name is Tash, and she's just this amazing like woman, just an yeah. amazing woman. And we're doing this research together, and by the end of the day, we're just like, fuck it, fuck everything, fuck men, like <laughs> this is just fucking horrible. Like we were literally in the office, like. Fuck you gotta take um, a breather. Yeah. Some, take, some guy take a break to calm down. Asking if any of you guys want anything, and she's like, "Fuck <laughs> you." <laughs> so, and she was like, "If it wasn't dry January, we'd be going out for a drink right now." And I was like, oh, "Are you doing just dry January?" I'm not. Like, I don't drink enough to be doing dry January. Most of my months are dry because I have no social life. I do a dry um, lifetime, guys. So be that. <laughs> but it just it, it is super, super depressing. Um really reading into these facts but enlightening but at the same time i think i'm really lucky to work in a company right now where there's a lot of like very powerful fiery women who are wanting to make a stand like my managing director slash co-founder of our company is just she's incredible she's very like headstrong and and she's gotten 
to a really good place where she is now but she was saying that she even when she started our company um she co-founded it with a man and she said she'd always make him go into the door of a me- um go through the door of a meeting room first so if the their clients or whoever they were pitching to would <gasps> see him first they'd probably respect him more than yeah. if she walked in first that kind of stuff and i was like that is crazy she's like i had to go through like a lot of shit to That's get to where i am like- that is crazy but like even now like there's definitely things that happen in the office that that are so catered towards men oh yeah and the the views are still that men are uh more believable more Mm -hmm. like um a word a word from a man is more of substance than something from a woman um to this day and like you really see it in the office Mm -hmm. um but i also think they're like um when they say stuff is a it's a i'm (laughs) you're using all your words yeah okay when stuff in office and business happens and it's a argument not argument but it's a thing between a passionate man in business versus an emotional woman in business yeah Mm -hmm. if they get if they fight for like whatever decision in some company if a man if man does it oh he's really passionate about this maybe we should think it through Whereas if a woman does it, she's like, oh, she's being too emotional about this, man. Just forget, like, yeah. disregard. Uh, the thing a is lot that, of disregarding. Basically. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of that. Well, I was saying yesterday, I was having this conversation with Jack. I was explaining what I've been doing. And I was like, I feel like being a woman, it's just there's no way to be able to say, oh, this is a good thing right, where I'm standing right now. Because, like, from where I used to work, I was told that, oh, you're only overachieving. You're only getting, like, people are only buying from you because you're a woman and they can hear your voice as a woman so they're just being nice to you so they were like taking away my achievement Mm. in something saying it's only because you're a woman Mm. but then there's other like the other negative stuff about women i was like well then how comes like so i can't even achieve anything as a woman because i'm only achieving because i'm a woman and it just it it just feels like such a i don't even know how to describe it it's just making me angry that i've just been dealt with these cars like why was i born a girl why was i born a brown girl yeah like it's like that added on, on to it on the flip side of that all the positive things are taken because you're a woman but the same thing all the negative things are I taken because, because you're a woman, woman. like yeah. say you you as a person are very chatty and you talk a lot and that's and that can easily be taken as like oh she talks so much you know she's a woman um, yeah. but like that's just who you are why can't that just be who you are as a person mm-hmm. and not who you are as because a woman, a woman. Yeah. um yeah i don't know when we talk, i always feel some kind of like resigned sadness when i talk about <laughs> these things it's like what can i do it's just like yeah it's shit <laughs> it is horrible i yeah. think i don't know i i'm trying to like not get angry <laughs> about it i am angry well, i'm trying not to be like resentful um if you're not resentful about that maybe you should be resentful about the rich yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah smooth look okay no one's doing it so i'm gonna be harsh segue guy go eat the rich right akina eat the rich um yeah so the other specials we have today my one is parasite the film by bong joon ho he's a korean director he's done uh films like snowpiercer which was an american produced film starring chris Chris Evans. <laughs> Chris Evans. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna get the wrong oh, Chris. No, I thought you were reacting as in like, who? As no. in like, he's hot. 
<laughs> no, I was like, all right, need people... to take a breather because you're imagining his like abs or something. No, that like, was uh... not a pause because I find him very attractive. He's a good looking man, but really kind of not my type. Oh, really? um, I was just Grim taking a pause because I knew a lot of people would be angry if I said the wrong Chris. There's Chris Evans is in the. Um... It's Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. There's five Hollywood the... Chris's. Yeah. Everyone forgets about Chris Rock. And oh, then there's also yeah. the um, <laughs> then there's also <laughs> the radio show host Chris Evans. Oh yeah, he plays yeah. a lot yeah, yeah, in my office. <laughs> yeah, he plays a lot in my office. And when he introduces himself like Chris Evans, my mind immediately goes to the Captain America, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. He's doing a radio show right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Captain America is presenting <laughs> Radio One. Well, no, he's not Radio One anymore. No, he's he? not Radio One. Yeah. Um, but yes, Parasite. Great done things like. Um, uh, Snowpiercer and uh, Mother and Okja on um, oh yeah Netflix on yeah. Netflix so he does a lot of like social commentary films mm-hmm. and a big theme of the films that he does is class conflict mm-hmm. I think that's something that he seems to really believe in he always tries to talk about like again the systems of like class and how it's not just an accident that there are some really rich people and some Mm -hmm. really poor people that's not an accident that's not like just the way life is of course we'll have some richer people and some poorer people but this class system where some people are like so obviously richer than a lot of the population is built to be that way I by think, the people who can build it that way it's more of a comment on what the class system can do to people mm. and do to humanity because mm-hmm. like he always talks about how there's always monsters in this film yeah but in Parasite, if you watch it at face value like what monster this is just like a normal drama or whatever mm-hmm. but then he's like the monster is you know the class system and what it can do to people mm. that's what he said in the interview something like that i'm not sure well to, to sum up the film if, if you've not seen it did I, he write it as well yeah i think he he did um it's about a uh family living in like a semi-basement flat which i hear is like a thing in korea where you it's not like completely basement um it's kind of like half you can see kind of half over the ground and and you're kind of half underground too um and so you see everyone's feet as they're walking past like that's your window so they're a poor family of four mom dad brother sister Mm -hmm. and the um, brother gets a opportunity to tutor a rich kid Mm -hmm. in a very like affluent neighborhood their house is is like on a hill and it's very beautiful and modern um and he they the whole movie plays this sort of scam where he tricks the family into hiring um, the rest of his family mm-hmm. is like house help. The dad is the driver. The mom is the maid. The t- sister is the art tutor for the little boy mm-hmm. in the family. And um, the the title Parasite is, you think of it as what like the family kind of like tries to feed off their wealth mm-hmm. um, and tries to, they talk about trying to take their place in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but don't. basically things in the movie um, go towards, I'm not going to say okay. it, but go towards showing you that like there are so many different levels to to poverty and wealth. And there's this family who's like up on a hill that's... Um, that, that that are doing quite well and living like a nice life then there's this family in a semi-basement but what the family in a semi-basement doesn't think about is there are people so much poorer than them mm-hmm. um and this 
kind of drives them to acting in a way that that is very questionable for humans mm-hmm. like it drives them to the worst of what humans can do mm-hmm. um and i don't want to really say much yeah. of the film because i don't want to ruin it for anyone bong joon ho said that it's best if you know least mm-hmm. about the film um but it really made me think a lot about class um since we watched that um because i think the uk is very divided on class do you think not as yeah. much i think as like india where they still have like yeah. the caste system um but more so than other countries where like the super rich has like a definite culture you think like the chelsea girl um with yeah. her accent with the way that she conducts herself neighborhoods like mayfair where it's like yes this this neighborhood is so obviously rich rich mm-hmm. and there are obviously these kind of people in there and then there's these the words that we have for poor people like chaps mm-hmm. um, right here where we live in mm-hmm. west london you have like holland park in that area which is like porsches lined up range rovers these massive townhouses and then like two miles out you have grenfell tower and all the states yeah in which grenfell grenfell's borough is kensington so that's yeah Mm. so that's how like the disparity between i'm pretty sure it's kensington yeah, I yeah. Think so. Oh wow. So that's the disparity between the uh, yeah Grenfell, where the the poorest of the communities live, that they didn't even care to put like proper cladding in the mm-hmm. walls. Um, so it really made me feel so um, eat the rich. <laughs> so so <laughs> resentful towards the rich, but also um, it made me think about my own position because I always say I'm broke. And I am broke. I am broke. But I'm not poor. I've never been... You have a roof. I, I, I've always had a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. I've never been, like, put on free school meals. There are people who are, like, struggling way more than me. And we we don't like to think about that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we were talking about it on our way home. We were talking about the film Parasite on our way home from an, another, another movie that we watched. Um, and I was just talking so much about how crazy class divides are and how how Bong Joon-ho's film Parasite made me think about that and then a homeless man came up to us and asked us for money and I was still like bearing in mind we had just been talking about how much I hate class disparities Mm -hmm. Um, I was still like no I won't give you money it's besides the point that I didn't really have cash to give him but after we walked away from him not giving him anything it made me think about like yes we talk about it we recognize it but me myself will I do anything about Mm -hmm. it um and I came home and I felt such guilt. I was like sweating from the guilt. <laughs> um, and I was like, I, I need to do something. I need, And I need to do something concrete where it's not just like give a homeless man money and that's it. That's homelessness fixed. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to like volunteer. And I think films that talk about social commentary so well as Bong Joon-ho bleeds into my life so much mm-hmm. and and that's why I love the film. In short, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I think I just suddenly realized that I've been talking for so long. No, I was like, yeah. "All right, I'll stop." No, it's good. Um, yeah, I really want to watch it. Someone else at work was was telling me about it, and I'd recommended it last week, but I didn't realize um, the depth of it. I don't. I think, think it's, it's yeah. This stuff is always so layered, and like it's layered like 
you got visual metaphors, you got metaphors in the story, you got like standout lines that always like, oh, that was a good line. Mm. And he won best director, no? Best, best foreign best. film? Best foreign film. Best foreign film. He's up for oh, really? best director, no? For BAFTAs? Is he uh, not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, He's yeah, up he is. for best director for this film for the BAFTAs. He won best foreign film in the Golden Globes. And he kind of like did a jab at everyone in his speech there saying, like, if you guys just get over the one inch barrier of subtitles, then you would watch better films. Yeah. Um, which I love <laughs> so because so people also, weirdly have a thing against subtitles. Yeah, props to her, his um, interpreter, who apparently, like, I've seen comments she's not saying exactly what he says in Korean but she's interpreting it to have the same effect oh, you know yeah. when you translate stuff like it sounds so much better than other languages because yeah. obviously words and stuff have different meanings than other yeah. languages but sometimes it sounds too formal she's not a trans she's an interpreter cause she interprets what he says yeah. but she's been doing like some sick stuff for him he's, oh, and he speaks English good. as well so he's just doing it because he's just like no I want to speak Korean because I am yeah. Korean and like I'm not gonna adjust myself to these western audiences and stuff yeah which is why like i think i think that's why his films are good because he knows that he's going to be released internationally but he doesn't care he's like no i'm gonna make it how i love that too because it seems like he's trying to avoid being put in this box like we were talking about earlier where women are put into this box where you can only achieve inside that box um he doesn't want to be like a great foreign film director he just wants to be a great director and i think he's working to make foreign films just films like great films he's so hilarious he called the oscars he called it a a local festival because <laughs> they were like, oh yeah, like are you really hyped about the Oscars? Like, um, yeah, I guess like you know if it comes, it is great. But you know, I'm not that worried about the Oscars because it's a pretty local festival. And like, <laughs> I love guy, that he's such a boss. Yeah, it's like he is such a boss. He's 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 making it like, like <laughs> his message is definitely the Western way of doing it is not the way of yeah, doing it. He doesn't it. play yeah. for them, which I really fucking love. He doesn't give a shit about Western cinema that much, to be honest. He was like, um, what's that film, the detective one he did? Something like something about murder. Oh, got three, got three I forgot detectives. the I you forgot the title. Yeah. So he did the one like that, and then people were like, "Oh yeah, this is like the Korean Zodiac." It was like, blah, blah, blah. It's like this is a great film." And then he just said, "My film came out four years before Zodiac did." Oh. Yeah. It's just like it's, yeah. not, it's not shading anyone. He's just giving facts. Facts. Yeah. But then it's just so strong. And director Bong is. Yeah, it's just because Western things are put shit. up as the standard. Yeah, that everything then has to match up to. If it was yeah. like the Chinese version no. of this or the Korean version of this, like of a Western film, instead yeah. of like, like um, was it people say that the Departed Infernal Affairs? There's a really famous Hong Kong film called Infernal mm-hmm. Affairs, and then they adapted it to the Departed, Martin Scorsese, mm. and that's like a really famous cut film. Yeah, like oh yeah, yeah, Infernal Affairs is also really good. Like it's like the Chinese version, the Hong Kong version of Dubai. It's like, no, it's not. Because Infernal <laughs> Affairs is the original and it really annoys me when people say that because I think Infernal Affairs was way better. Mm. Andy Lau. Yeah. Tony Lung. Yeah. But the, although saying that, how, how I said that um, social commentary films really bleed into my life, I try very hard to space it out <laughs> because i do get stuck in that mindset we were talking about earlier where it's like i just resent everything yeah everything's a lie i get into this like the system's a lie <laughs> type 
<laughs> type thing. It was very apocalyptic. <laughs> well, on and that note, on that note, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that specials, guys. It was great. You talked about Aquafina, Parasite, and Women in Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It was a nice, um, a nice light episode for your Wednesday. For your Wednesday, eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs> eat the rich. Fuck men. Uh, yeah, basically, your takeaway, your takeaways from this episode are eat the rich and fuck men, not like. Fuck your, men. Dog, your doggy bags from this episode. But like, fuck, fuck men. men. <laughs> your, do- your, doggy, your doggy bags from this episode. Yep. Yeah. Take that away as you will. Eat the rich. Fuck men. So if you want a couple more Go of Fina. these, a, if a couple more of these uh, insightful messages, where should they follow us? Um, so you should follow us on Instagram at is rice is rice pod. Um, YouTube at, no, Twitter at rice is rice underscore pod. And we have other stuff, but there's no point. Twitter and, Twitter and Instagram, guys. Just concentrate on that. And thank you for listening. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And don't forget <laughs> to get some rice in your life. Perfect. Bye. <laughs>